done. Fourth time a charm. Fourth time a charm for Mason Crosby. And the Packers win it in overtime. 25 to 22. What's up, Packer fans? Welcome back to Cheesehead Talk. It's your boy Tramel coming back with another episode. Today, I am here to give you a recap of the Green Bay Packers' first quarter of the regular season. Now, yes, I know it's a little past the first quarter of the season, but it's all good, though. The Packers are currently sitting at 5-1 and one through the first six games. And if you would have told me before the season started that the Packers would be 5-1 and one through the first six games, I would have told you. I expected it. So let's go game by game and take a look at the scores. And of course, we're going to start with week one, the season opener against the New Orleans Saints. Now, we all know what happened in this game. The Packers were stumped 38 to three. Nobody got off the plane. Nobody was ready to play. No energy, no heart at all. The offense didn't show up. The defense didn't show up. The special teams didn't show up. The coaching staff didn't show up. Nobody showed up. And when you show up to a game like this, you're going to get the brakes beat off of you, which is exactly what happened. We got embarrassed on national television. And I think this pretty much changed our season through the next five weeks. So we'll move on to week two, where we faced our division rivals, the Detroit Lions. I know them as the Detroit Kitty Cats, <coughs> a.k.a. our little sisters. And we would defeat them 35-17. to 17. And we had a strong second half in that game. We pulled away in the second half, and we got the 35-17 to 17 victory. And the way it's looking in Detroit, they're the worst team in football. They're the only team in the NFL without a win this season. And it's looking like they're going to be the first team to go 0-17. So they're going to be the first team to go 0-16, which they did back in 2007. And now... They're going to be the first team to go 0-17 in 2021. So I love watching them suffer. I love watching their fan base suffer. It's always a good thing to see. And it's always a good thing to watch us beat up on them year after year. So at this point, we're 1-1. One one. Now we move on to week three. We got a win on the road at San Francisco, 30-28. to And this was probably my favorite game of the season. This was an emotional victory for the fans and the players. And you saw it after we kicked that game-winning field goal. We're talking about a 49ers team that has dominated us twice in the regular season and in the playoffs back in 2019. This was our kryptonite. And for us to go on the road and kick a game-winning field goal, it was great to see. And you could tell by the looks on the players' faces and the celebrations, them running out to the field and celebrating, that this game really meant a lot to them. So it was great to see us finally get over that San Francisco 49ers hump. And then we moved on to 2-1. and one. So now let's move on to week four. The 27-17 win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in this game, the Packers pretty much handled business. They controlled things the entire game. And it also helped that Big Ben is washed up, and he's playing poorly. So the Packers won that one by 10 at home at Lambeau Field. So now they moved on to 3-1. And, and now we fast forward to week 5. 
the 25 to 22 win against the Cincinnati Bengals on the road. And this is the game where the fans almost had a heart attack, including myself. This is the game where Mason Crosby missed three field goals to potentially win the game. This is the same game that the Bengals kicker missed two field goals to potentially win the game. And in the end, as you heard the clip in the introduction, Mason Crosby eventually got it done and he kicked the game winner in overtime. As the announcer said, the fourth time is a charm. And that was a very stressful game. It was very entertaining, but it would have been very disappointing if we lost that game. But Green Bay came out on top and they improved to 4-1. and And then we move on to the very next week where we went on the road to defeat our division rivals, the Chicago Bears, a.k.a. our Suns, 24-14. to Now, let's play this beautiful clip from the Chicago Bears owner, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, after he scored the game-sealing touchdown in Chicago at Soldier Field. Quick count, Rodgers takes, pump fakes once, and again, scrambles to his right, buying time, takes it himself, he's to the five, to the end zone, for the touchdown! Aaron Rodgers, just inside the pylon, and the Packers lead it, 23-14! to Now, here's why Aaron Rodgers said what he said to the fans in the stands in Chicago. I looked up in the stands and in the front row all I saw was a woman giving me the double bird. <laughs> well, I'm not sure exactly what came out of my mouth next. Now this is definitely the best moment of the season so far. The only thing that can top this is winning the Super Bowl. This is definitely one of my favorite Packer moments in my 14 year fandom. This is one I will never forget. But let's go ahead and let's move on to some statistics. We're going to look at the leaders on the offensive side of the ball. And, of course, our guy, the reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers. He's got 1,436 yards, 14 total touchdowns, and three interceptions. And he's completed 67% of his passes. So Rodgers has been pretty good this season. He's, once again, another MVP candidate this season. Then our running back, Aaron Jones. 385 rushing yards. He's averaging 4.6 yards per carry, and he's got six total touchdowns. So he continues to run the ball very well, and he's doing a great job so far this season. And then, of course, the best receiver in the game, Devontae Adams. He's leading the team in yards. He's leading the NFL in yards with 668. But his, his touchdowns are low this year. He led the league in touchdowns last year with 18 so far through six weeks, he's only got one. So I hope things can change in that aspect. But so far, Devontae Adams has been spectacular. And he continues to show the NFL why he is the number one receiver in the NFL. Now, things have not gone how I expected it at all. Yeah, we're 5-1, and one, but we don't look like that same Packers team from last year. We don't look like that same offense that averaged 31 points per game last year. This year, we're only averaging 24 points per game, which ranks 13th in the NFL. And then for the defense, even though they rank top five, which is very surprising, they still look bad at a lot of moments. 
the biggest statistic that jumps out to me is in 15 red zone trips, they have given up 15 touchdowns. They haven't forced a turnover or just given up a field goal when teams reach the red zone. So this is what I'm talking about when I say they don't look the same as last year. I expected pretty much everything to be the same as last year, but so far that hasn't been the case. But there's a huge reason to why this team isn't as good as they were last year on both sides of the ball. And that reason is injuries. The injury bug has really killed the Green Bay Packers so far in 2021. On offense, this entire offensive line has been shuffled around every single week. You're still missing your all-pro left tackle, David Bakhtiari, who's the best left tackle in football. We know he tore his ACL last December, but he will be back very soon. We also lost our Pro Bowl guard, Elton Jenkins. He missed a couple of games with an ankle injury, and that's probably the biggest injury on this team because Elton Jenkins is someone who literally plays every position on that offensive line for the Packers. He plays left tackle, guard, center, everything. He's probably the most valuable player on this team outside of Aaron Rodgers. We also had more injuries to the offensive line. Josh Myers, he missed the game with a finger injury. And now, after that Chicago game, he hurt his knee, so he's going to miss more time with a knee injury. So far this season, the offensive line has been shuffled around and is full of first- and second-year players like Yash Nijman. He stepped in. John Runyon, he's come in and stepped in. And then the rookie, Josh Myers. These guys have done a phenomenal job protecting Aaron Rodgers so far this season. So a lot of adversity with this offensive line, but so far they've handled it pretty well. And then also another injury that hit our offense was losing Marquez Valdez-Scantlin. He got placed on injured reserve with a hamstring injury. This is literally our only true deep threat on the roster. So it makes it much easier for defenses to cover these receivers. Like I said, this Packers offense has dealt with a lot of injuries and to be honest, they've handled it pretty well so far. I think once we get everybody back healthy, we'll get closer to that 2020 Packers offense. The offense that teams pretty much couldn't stop last year. The offense that put up 31 points per game and led the league in scoring last year. Once we get everybody healthy, I think things will trend in a positive direction. Now, on the defensive side, it's the exact same thing the injury bug has played a huge factor like i mentioned the packers are a top five defense right now but if we're being real they haven't played an offense yet cincinnati was probably the closest thing but cincinnati is still very young and they're up and coming so i don't even really count them yet but when you take a look at who they're missing it's actually pretty impressive that they're ranked top five even if they weren't missing these players, it would still be very impressive that they're ranked top five. They're missing their two best defensive players who both went on injured reserve, and that's Mr. All-Pro Zadarius Smith and Mr. All-Pro Jair Alexander. Not sure if Zadarius Smith will return this season since he had back surgery. Hopefully he can, and then hopefully 
Jair Alexander can avoid surgery on his shoulder that he injured in week four against Pittsburgh. Those are some huge losses for this defense, but hopefully they can hold it down. Hopefully Jair can return because he's irreplaceable. Without Jair Alexander, uh, we're in trouble. Also, Preston Smith is injured. Your second outside linebacker. So your top two outside linebackers are dealing with injuries right now. And Preston Smith is actually having a great season so far. I know last year in my award show, I gave him the title for the most disappointing Packer in 2020. But he's really turned things around this year. And if you're a fan of pro football focus, Preston Smith is ranked the number one run stopper. And he's been getting pressure on quarterbacks this year. So that's another dent to this defense. But his injuries aren't major. It's just minor. So he might miss maybe one, maybe two games. It's not that bad. But so far, I'm very impressed with what this defense is doing at times. They're playing with a new defensive coordinator in Joe Barry. They're dealing with all the injuries that I mentioned. And outside that Saints game, they really haven't given up points. They're doing what they're supposed to do. And then shout out to the free agent signing, Devondre Campbell. He's been fantastic. I remember the day they signed him. I laughed because I thought they signed another cheap and below average middle linebacker. But that has not been the case so far for Devondre Campbell. He has really turned things around in Green Bay. And he's having a Pro Bowl caliber year. So shout out to Devondre Campbell. So my grade for the defense is a B. And my grade for the offense is a B minus. Overall, through the first six weeks, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied with how we've performed through the first quarter of the season. But it gets a lot tougher in these next slate of games. These upcoming games will be a true measuring stick for sure. We're going to see if this Packers team are contenders or pretenders. And we're going to take a look at these next few weeks. Week 7, we have the Washington football team at home at Lambeau Field. Now, this is a trap game. We should handle business. If we come out there and we do what we're supposed to do, that should be an easy win. But any given Sunday, we can't come out there flat and we can't come out there with no energy or we'll lose this game. Like I said, it's a trap game. But we should handle business against Washington. Then, four days later, we have a short week, Thursday night football, against the Arizona Cardinals. This is the only team in the NFL that has not lost a football game. And Arizona has been dominant all season long, whether they're getting sacks on the defensive side with J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones, or Kyler Murray is tearing it up with DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and A.J. Green on that offensive side. This team is loaded. And they are definitely the best team in football right now. So that's going to be tough, especially with a short week. But I have a very good feeling about that game. I'm excited for that one. Then the next week, it gets tougher. But luckily, we have 11 days to prepare for it. We have the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. Yes, the Chiefs are sitting at 3-3 three and three right now. Yes, they're struggling so far. But I could care less. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's struggling. Yeah, he's throwing a lot of picks. 
but he's probably still the best quarterback in the league right now. And they were just in the Super Bowl last year, and they were Super Bowl champs the year before that. I'm not counting them out. They'll probably be back contending for an AFC championship, contending for a Super Bowl. I think they'll be very prepared for this game. That is going to be a tough matchup on the road, but it's going to be a showtime game. Sunday night football, Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes, something everybody has been waiting to see. That's going to be a tough one. Then we move on to the next week, week 10 against Seattle. We should get a win in this one. We should come out, handle business. We do what we're supposed to do. We should win. I don't think Russell Wilson will be back, so I do think the Packers win that game. Then the next week, week 11, we have the Minnesota Vikings, our division rivals, the Minnesota Vikings, excuse me. They're going to be a tough matchup. You know they're going to come out swinging. You know it's a division rival. They're going to be prepared. And at times this season, they've looked very good. They're sitting at 3-3 three and three right now, and they could easily be 5-1. and one. At times, their offense looks unstoppable. And then at times, their defense shows up. So you never know what you're going to get with Minnesota. So I count that as a tough game. And then the next week, it gets even tougher. The Los Angeles Rams. They come to Lambeau Field. They're going to be juiced up and amped up about losing to us in the divisional round in the playoffs last year. You know they're going to come to play. And then they have Matthew Stafford at the quarterback position. They're sitting at 5-1 and one right now. They're one of the best teams in the league. So this schedule is very, very tough. And luckily, in week 13, we can take a break and we get the bye week. So we'll see how this team will fare against great offenses and playoff teams, and championship contenders. It's definitely going to be a tall task, and it's going to be very stressful as Packer fans, but we can't run away from the challenge. We got to go through it, so we'll see how they fare. I'm excited, and I'm also nervous at the same time. But that pretty much wraps up this episode. Stay tuned for the next episode, where I will give out my midseason awards for the Green Bay Packers once we hit that midseason mark. It's your boy Tramel signing out. This is Cheesehead Talk. And remember, go pack, go.